0: Welcome to a space where your voice, your experience,
1: and your truth matter. You should come prepared for authentic, deep dives
2: into topics that embody all walks of life
1: with the goal of creating positive change.
3: No matter who you are or where you're from, we're glad you're here to share in the conversation and can't wait to hear your story. I am Coach Fred.
2: I'm Uncty C.
1: I am Aaron Kinzer.
2: I am Javon. And this is Safe Spaces and Faces.
0: All right, so what's up? What's good, y'all? This is Uncle C. This is finally Safe Spaces and Faces. I am so glad to be here. I've got Javon. I've got Coach Fred, Mr. Kinzer, Aaron Kinzer. Y'all, this, this, I know I've shared this independently with all of you guys, but this has been I call it my brain baby. It's been at least two years. I, I was finally at a point in my life where I was, I, I said, I, I've got to make a difference. And I've got to make a difference in a way that not just touches somebody, but creates change. And especially through, I mean, we were all at home. COVID, we found ways that were just not face to face to connect with people. And I was like, you know what? This is a great opportunity to really get a message to touch people. This is an opportunity to talk about representation, to be a safe space when anxiety is at an all-time high. Um, Let's have real, raw, authentic conversations and let's dig deep, let's roll up our sleeves, let's get nasty, let's learn, let's be vulnerable, let's ask questions. And not only that, but let's open what we might think or perceive to be true. And let's listen to someone's perspective. Let's listen to what they've been through. And then let's create a light for them. So we can help others that need to heal through that same thing. Let's have fun. Let's laugh. Let's cut up. Let's bullshit. Let's sit around and get drunk together and just complain about life. And let's connect with some real people. Uh, coach, uh, I'm really glad to have you here, Fred. I am so glad for this authentic friendship that I have with you, man, really with all three of you, but Fred, it is so weird how we just kind of met through a mutual friend and we've just developed this friendship, man. But I want to give you a minute to talk about yourself why you're here. Um, and just, just tell us, tell us who coach Fred is.
3: Bro, shit is crazy because I remember when we connected and you told me about this podcast. You told me about this podcast idea. And I was like, okay, there's a million people that come to me with ideas. And I'm like, mm, I love the idea. But is is he going to be about it? You know what I mean? Like, is he going to be legit? Right. Is he going to put it? And you started putting effort. And, and when I explain effort to people, people have ideas and they'll tell you about them, but they won't take any action. Nothing right. will be pressed forward. And Absolutely. so when you showed me, what you were doing, I was like, I want to be a part of this, especially what you were talking about. Uh, for those that don't know, I'm Coach Fred. You can find me on any social media at the real Fred Lee, anywhere. I dare you to find somewhere I'm not. If you do, you can DM me and say, Hey, yo, you ain't, I ain't find you here. I promise you, I'm there. But, um, my whole thing is I uh, coach confidence coaching with kids, I do it with adults, but it's mostly with kids, uh, because we lack confidence in our world today with these young kids, man. These young kids are trying to find. How they fit in? They're trying to find a way. They're trying to, you know, uh, find out what's what they can bring to the table, and a lot of them really don't know. I didn't know. I mean, I grew up without a dad. He was physically there, but he wasn't emotionally or mentally there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was alcoholic. He's mm-hmm. abusive, and my mom divorced. He was physically abusive. My mom divorced him in '92 when I was a freshman in high school,
1: mm-hmm. and
3: that really just that molded who I am. This is gonna sound crazy, y'all. Like, when I was young, I wanted to be a dad. Like, if you were to ask me, yo, what you want to be? I'd have been like, yeah, I want to be an artist. I wanted to be a dad. That sounds crazy, don't it? Like, you want to be a dad? What? it's because I didn't have a dad. And for me, the, the thing that made me happy was I said, yo, I want a wife with a lot of kids. And I want to be a dad that I wish I had. Okay. And so I get it
0: now. That makes sense. I see that in you, honestly, because from the moment I met you, man, it was all about, yo, know, I'm a father and a husband, and everything else falls in line behind that. And man, oh, everything. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Because
3: the way I look at it is, I think when we're young, when I say young, 20s, 30s, you really think you've got a long life to live, but it, it flashes so fast. It really I mean, I'm 45. My son is fourteen. I remember holding him in my hands like yesterday. He was born in two thousand eight. I remember it like he was yesterday. And so the reason why I say that is because it's it's trippy. When you're a dad, you remember the stupid shit you did when you were a teenager, and that's why your parents say, "Hey, wait till you have one." That shit is true. It's it's undefeated. <laughs> my son, he's like me. he's a little me, and so it's all coming back to me. But long story short, man. I love my kids. I love my family. I wouldn't trade anything for any of that, any moment for that. So, And I'm about being authentic, real. I can't stand fake people. Social media is an easy place to be fake. You can put on this fake life and act like you're doing things, and we all know people that do that. But behind the scenes, I like this podcast because this podcast is, like, really talking about. Like, when you take all the camera off, all the makeup, all the stuff, what are they really talking about? That's what we're here for. So that's what I like about this podcast and the people that I'm with right here. Y'all are all authentic. You real on and off camera. That's why I joined, baby.
0: Most definitely. I really appreciate that. And I'm really glad that that you saw not only my passion, uh, but my dedication to that. Uh, Because honestly, there were times when if you wouldn't have poured into me the encouragement that I probably wouldn't have gone ahead with it because I wasn't getting that anywhere else. I mean, and that also was my fault because I wasn't expressing it to many people because I had already been met with resistance. So I was careful with how I how I I leaked that information. Um, you but know.
3: that's the real world, though, right? You have right. something wonderful you want to do, man. You go tell a few people. What are they going to do? I ain't gonna work. They'll tell you every failure story. I, this is what I usually tell people. I challenge them. I say, yo, challenge people. Take your great idea. Take it to 10 people and t- tell me how many people cheer you on and say, yo, I want to see you do that. And really are like, yo, I, I want to make a million dollars a month. Yo, I want to see you do that. I want to be a part of that. How many people are going to tell you failure stories and all the things that you can't do? Nine out of 10. So I was that dude for you because I needed it two and somebody did it for me so it's just each one teach one right that's all it is
0: absolutely right well um you know it sometimes i really believe that sometimes people come into your life for a season and sometimes people come into your life for much longer than that and when you meet someone that just has that same frequency and has that same vision and you can you know kind of meld that together to create something greater. I think that's really important. And so I'm really glad that was established. And I mean, honestly, that's that's kind of the same way that everything happened when I met uh, Mr., Mr. Kinzer. When I met Aaron, um, I, I immediately knew, number one, this man's intelligent, this man's been through a lot of things, that this man has a lot to say. Uh, and, and I knew right away that he would be such an asset. Not only that, but he needed a platform. He deserved a platform, and he needed to share his story. And that's why I was like, hey, man, Like, I need you. This is my idea. Safe spaces and faces. We're going to create an all-inclusive space for absolute representation unconditionally with love, with understanding, and with a place where we're going to grow. And he was like, yeah, lock in, let's do it. So with that, Mr. Kinzer, please introduce yourself. Tell us about what you are doing, your life. Give us, give us, you know, the whole rundown, man.
1: Well, I am um, Aaron Kinzer. Uh, man, i recently released from the federal prison, 13 years in the feds for drug trafficking. Uh, man, I come from um, originally Charleston, West Virginia, the capital of the city of coal country. You know, um, my family was uh, adversely affected or just affected by the crack epidemic. And uh, there's plenty plenty to talk about, about why that was and how that came about. But uh, long story short, my family was affected by that. We were broken apart and brought back together in the 90s. I was in the church, praising the Lord, singing in the choir, usher board, youth meeting, all of that. You know, baptizing Jesus' name, speaking in tongues and all that stuff. And okay, then.
2: then. Good old yeah. Southern Church. Yeah,
1: she wrote in on a Honda. <laughs> right, right, right. He, he Good he, old he come
0: Southern Honda Church. a Honda and all that. You know, yeah. And,
1: uh, See my so, bow tie, tie my bow tie. Yeah, yeah. All, all that. Both, oh, both yeah. Both Honda's all that, you know. Oh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. You know, went to college for a year, then uh, got out of college, uh, dropped out of college, uh, became a father from, from um, at age 20 and you know i mean started selling drugs at age 21 and i never stopped i started selling drugs full time shortly after i started about six months later july 2003 i started selling drugs full time i quit my regular job and never punched the clock again until i got to prison after being federally indicted in the in the year 2010 and subsequently sentenced to wait hold up so you you the the last time you punched the clock was what year July 2003 I worked at a pizza uh a pizza place in Bristol Tennessee called Bella's so, Pizza. So yeah, when
0: cool. you when you first went back to work after I first met you that was the first time in 20 years you punched the clock.
1: As a free civilian, yes. Yes. Wow. Hot damn. Wow. I went I went from 2003 till April of 2023 without ever having a real job where I pay taxes. And listen, as, let me as tell as you big. something. I, I,
0: I got to give you mad, mad respect and props, man, because not only did you come through with, I mean, you you did what you had to do and you did it. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't have been able to say, this is a man that ain't punched in a clock in 20 years. I mean, that tells me how dedicated you were to your your vision after incarceration
1: i mean well you know i mean i'm a, i'm an entrepreneur you know what i mean I, I i didn't work for anybody else during those during the the my eight seven eight year run as a a, a, a drug dealer you know what i'm saying narcotics trafficker and all that however you want to phrase it but um i worked for myself i started several businesses and uh they failed because i was uh uninformed on how to properly manage the business i was funding it <laughs> with drug money that makes a difference at, uh, you know that, that's a, uh, that's, that's doomed to fail, you know what I'm saying? For the most part, you know, and, and fail it did, you know what I mean? Like I said, I was federally indicted in 2010, uh, in the year 2014, I was finally sentenced to 188 months in federal prison. I was facing 21 to 27 years. The judge did me a favor and gave me 15 years, you know what I mean? As far as that goes. And so it wasn't until I got to, uh, to prison, federal prison in West Virginia that I got a, um, that I got a job as a, a orderly in education. I worked in the food service in the cafeteria. Then I started teaching GED. Then finally, as I got to North, Butler, North Carolina, outside of Durham, I got a job at a Unicorn Factory where I began where my ID with a barcode on it actually served a purpose. And I swiped the Chronos time clock, and that was in. I started punching the clock in prison, which was prepping me to punch a clock when I got out of prison. So I wasn't too far removed from uh, clock punching, <laughs> but I so, so, so I was able to, uh, reacclimate pretty quickly. And I, and I tried to keep myself, um, up to date and up to speed on, um, the things that, that were going to be happening in my life once I got out. So now Dude, that I'm out, you know, I was finally released, uh, April of 23, uh, to a halfway hey. house. Yeah, I was finally, yeah, finally released, uh, to, to a halfway house on April of 23, still in custody, but just in the least form of custody, one of the least forms of custody. And at and at the halfway house is where I met uh my co-host and we had some uh, conversations and you know I was able to uh spar with him a little bit on, on some diff- on a range of topics and uh he was in hey those fresh the- air breaks were lit man those fresh air breaks at the at the halfway house in Augusta Georgia really provided me an opportunity to uh discuss with my co-host. Are Jose we going to throw it
0: out there? Or are we just going to say Dismiss Charities while we're at it?
1: Oh, man. <laughs> this, 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 yeah, this Dismiss yeah, this Charities here in Augusta. It was the halfway house I went to for two months. And then I was released to my brother's residence on the GPS monitor for about two months. And I just got the ankle monitor cut off August 2nd and became hey. 100, 100% a free man. Hey, let me just say months.
0: this. Can I Let me just say this. Every time... I had the opportunity to cut an ankle monitor off. You all just don't understand how pivotal that was for me to know that even though I was only there for seven months, that I had the opportunity to see at least seven to 10 people get their ankle monitor cut off and go the fuck home. Can I just say that for a second? That was so. Yeah,
3: I, that's a big shit. Aaron, I got a big question, bro. When I, because people don't, First of all, you need to tell people where they can find your reading, your article, wherever you post your article. Tell them that right now. Uh, we're going to be dropping
0: all of that, too, Fred. I'm just throwing that out there for everyone to Uh-oh, see. Okay. Go ahead.
3: Yeah. Do you, where, where
1: where can they find your reading? Where can they read your stuff, Aaron? Where can they read your oh, stuff? Oh, man. Um, while incarcerated, I became a journalist. I became a writer and a poet, published journalist, a published, uh, poet while in prison. Um, you can find my work at uh, you can find me right now on social media Facebook, Aaron Kinzer, Instagram, at Aaron Kinzer One. I'm on Twitter, uh, Aaron Kinzer 81, um, or at Aaron Kinzer 81. Um, so uh, I'm out, and he's some- got
0: a fan page coming soon, y'all.
1: Fan page coming soon, uh, book coming soon, hashtag you got this, you know, motivation, hey. for, the, mo- motivation for the life journey. That's on the way. Several poetry collections are on the way. Several children's books are on the way. I'm performing here in Augusta uh, recently. Even tonight, as we speak, I I performed this just about an hour ago at a poetry event. I've been doing spoken word. Um, You can find my works online at Justice Arts Coalition, Minutes Before Six, um, uh, Prison Journalism Project, um, Newsweek Magazine, uh, The Marshall Project. Uh, you can find my work. Um the Brown University Mass Incarceration Lab. Um and 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 the grandest of all, you know. I'm a New York Times publishing. I'm, I'm a New York Times writer, digital hey, and imprint. New York Times, know. Newsweek. List them off, bro. List them off. So um so,
0: Listen,
1: so I've been fortunate to have some of my work put out there and Jack, your
0: job, bro. Talk that shit, man. Talk that that's, shit.
1: That's uh, that's 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 just the beginning. And so that's that's me for now. That's me where I'm at right now. I'm rebuilding. I'm getting ready. I'm I'm i, I I'm running. I'm not on the treadmill no more. I'm actually going places. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell the audience right now because look,
3: I I don't need to hype myself up. I'm already hyped up. They've already seen me. I when I read your story, I'm gonna be straight up with y'all, okay? Chris, you sent me this story um, on him, and I and I didn't read it right away because you know I got a million things. And one day, uh, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna take time to read. I was reading it in the bathtub. I'm sitting there in the bath, and I'm reading on my phone. In the Damn! Bathtub. And as I'm <laughs> <laughs> <and as laughs> I'm reading it, as I'm reading it, I'm reading how you uh, you don't understand how he articulates this story. The way that I'm reading it, I, it was like a movie in my head. You describe everything like a movie in my head. How you sold the drugs? How much money you made? How it was going? How you and the mindset? I want you to explain the mindset that you had when you were making, I think it was like fifty hundred grand a, a week or something like that, when you were making that to when you had to get your like first job. I want you to tell the audience that mindset that you had when you were making all that money and how you were like, "Nah, I ain't never going down there. And when you had to get that job, tell them right now
1: man the mindset of uh, of me as a drug dealer when i was in my 20s was like i, I was i was on cloud 9 you know i'm 20, i'm in my mid 20s 25 26 27 years old I'm, I'm 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 getting i'm getting large amounts of drugs marijuana cocaine crack cocaine pills for an extremely low price and i'm making money hand over fist you couldn't tell me nothing my chest my chest was poked out you know what i mean i stood 10 feet tall and uh and you know and the mindset was I'll never work again. There's no way in hell I'll ever get another job because nothing can pay me what I'm making right now. And and I'll never get caught, really never get caught. Like every time you get caught, it's never your fault in your mind. So it's like, you know, that wasn't my fault. So I can keep going. And I and I plan to just, you know, just go forever. You know, I never plan to get a job. I looked at regular working people as lame as fuck. You know what I mean? How, how in the hell would I go work for a man? who tells me what to do with the job and threatens me, threatens to fire me. But yet in the evening when he gets off, he's coming to see me and spend his whole check with me. You know what I mean? So it was like, why the fuck would I go, why the fuck would I go work a job and and be up under him? So that was the mindset, the warped mindset that the drug game and the drug money does to a young man's mind. You know what I mean? And, and and that was my mindset, but I had to get humbled and be be brought back to reality. And it was, it was when I got to Bristol city jail in Bristol, Virginia, where I was uh, bored in jail with nothing to do, 24 hours a day, that I basically volunteered to work in the kitchen just to get out of the dorm and go to another part of jail and get locked into the kitchen for six, seven, eight hours a day. But it was a change in my atmosphere, and it really helped me begin to humble myself and to look at life from a different perspective. And lo and behold, the man who was making or generating over a hundred thousand dollars a week in revenue, but profiting, you know, in a range of 40, 50 and sixty, sometimes depending on whatever how it goes, you know, how business goes. Now I'm working in the in the uh, city jail for free, cooking slop and beans and and beef and and things like that. So it it was a real big slice of humble pie, and I was forced to eat it, and then I began to eat it voluntarily, and then I began to process it and digest it, and it made me a better person. Not not being in jail, but being able to bring my mind back into rea- a state of reality and process my environment to look back out at the real world through a different lens. And it really helped me uh, uh, get myself together, get my mind right, so to speak.
3: OK, really quick, um. now, really quick, really quick. I know we got to get Giovanni uh, here, but really quick, I need. I need you to articulate why this is important. We live in a generation now where they, everybody, Instagram, every. we made a hundred grand. They ain't trying to hear that. They're not trying to hear, I ain't never going, you know how it, is. it ain't going to be me. Ain't, I ain't going to be next Aaron. That's not going to happen to me. So I want you to really let them understand because you talk about humble pie, but a lot of these young kids, they don't understand what that means. I want you to I want you to articulate to them what it really means to go from a hundred grand and, and make it in a respectable, whatever you're making, $10, $20 an hour now, And being okay with that as a free man, I want you to help them understand why that's more important than making a
1: hundred grand and constantly looking over your shoulder. Right. Well, because, you know, uh, we live in a society where we praise uh, uh, value over values, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, 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 Mm. so, so, wait, 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 wait. You need to take a shot.
3: You need to take a shot, Wait, wait. You need to take a shot. <laughs> hey, you got your mom putting up the hand. He prays you. need to take a shot. Hey, hey. you taking us to church, y'all oh, boy? You taking us to church? But I got Gatorade. I take right now.
1: But okay, go ahead, preach on, brother. Preach on. Hey man, we live in a capitalistic society, and it's and it's a great system. It works when it works. Oof. But what it teaches us, it teaches us to praise the dollar just for the dollar's sake. It doesn't teach us to praise the mm. dollar. As a tool to bring uh uh, uh, uh fulfillment sure. and benefit. okay past, you know what I mean. So so yeah. um, it's important that we look at it's important that the people under me, younger than me, recognize recognize the importance of um of having substance in their life. And I'm not talking about physical material substance. I'm talking about meaning with um uh, and, and and relationships with with other human beings. You know what I mean? We gotta and, 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 and what prison does, what prison did for me, it stripped away the materialistic stuff, the cars, the the clothes, the realms, the money, the music. It took that away and it was just me and another other human beings communicating endlessly, face to face, and it made me form relationships and look at humanity and people from a different perspective. And and it helped me become normal. I was abnormal when I was selling drugs. My my, my thinking was abnormal and everything that I I was about was rooted in the abnormality. You know what I mean? And so, you know, it doesn't last. It's not going to last. Selling drugs or doing illegal things for an extended period of time doesn't last. It doesn't work. The rules are there and someone says they're made to be broken, but... You're also made to be brought back in line with the rules and they will bring you back in line. They will hide you is what I is what I like to say. The system will catch Mm. up to you and they will hide you. You will disappear from the face of the earth of society. And they say prison is the cousin to the grave. And that is and Mm. that is a fact. You ride by graveyards every day and you don't know who's there. And my word to the youth is. Don't be in one of those graveyards walking around in, in, in a khaki jumpsuit in some far off county in some state or or some city somewhere and no one knows you there because they will forget about you. The symptom will hide you and you will be a ghost. And so my word is leave it alone. Try something else, because when you work hard for your money and every dollar and cent counts, that's when life begins to have meaning.
3: Mr. Kinzer. Mm. Let's, let me, pass the, I wanna, let's pass the collection plate because he got it.
1: <laughs> listen, got no,
3: it. really quick. <laughs> but before mm. we
0: move Woo. on, I got to share a story about Mr. Kinzer. It, I, it, it's habit. I call him Mr. Kinzer because that's what I was required to call him by contract. Listen, he has it was was it the New York Times, uh, the joy of driving after 12 years in prison?
1: Yeah, New York Times. Yeah, y'all.
0: Listen, the New York Times, y'all. Listen, okay, so he posts this story and he talks about for the first time getting behind the wheel of a car and the joy of passing his driving test, getting his license, and driving his car. But there's a story to that that I want to be able to share because when did I not do your car inspection?
1: man you did my car inspection listen y'all listen listen (laughs) at the halfway
0: house y'all to get to get a vehicle it has to get inspected and passed this might seem like a very ordinary part of the job of a resident monitor at a halfway house but i had the opportunity to take mr kinzer to his car when it first got dropped off to go through his car open the doors check under the hood, check the trunk, make sure there was no paraphernalia in the car, make sure that the, the the registration was the registration that was submitted to BOP, making sure that his driver's license was correct, making sure that his registration was correct, making sure that his insurance card was correct, and signing off on a piece of paper that said that this man could drive. And this article that he posted happened because I had the opportunity To search this car for him. Like, that's so monumental to me. And I just wanted to share that story because it didn't, it meant a lot to me, but it meant so much more after reading how much joy he had and how surreal it was in that moment, driving that car for the first time after being in prison. Like, if anything, I'm thankful. I believe that I had the opportunity to have that job so I could meet him for this purpose that we're in right now. And to have that opportunity, literally it, it it humbled me and it was a lesson that I needed to learn. And I'm really glad that I was able to share that with him. And I don't know. I, I just had to share that because that moment was was not only pivotal in in my life, but in his too. And I, I'm really glad to see that that you are out here, Mr. Kinzer, that you are doing what you're doing, Aaron, man. You are you you are speaking, you are, you are putting your truth out there, and I really appreciate your dedication and your vulnerability.
1: Hey, man, I'm glad I could be a part of it, man. I'm glad you invited me. I'm glad I was able to meet you, even in the environment. Hey, I'm, I'm glad there. that you
0: really believe me, man, because I know you're like this fucking officer,
1: this this, <laughs> re- this monitor. <laughs> yeah, man, you know, in, in the environment I came from, we're, we're taught to be skeptical of you all. Just like y'all are taught to be skeptical of us. So um it, it oh, was okay, but
0: but I I am I'm like I'm so bullshit on that. Whatever, I read your
1: file, man. Right, right, right. I mean, but the file the file is a file, but the file is not the reality. You know what I mean? The I already reality. know. I already know. Right, right, right. So therefore, when I met you, you mentioned the podcast. I'm like, cool. That's what's up. I get with you when I get free. You know what I mean? And you know, I've been a, I've been free. And and, and we day. counted we we counted down to that day too. <laughs> We counted down to the date and, you know what I mean? And, and I've been free 30 days and here we are making it a reality. Something, so, so, something you spoke on back in May before I left the halfway house on home confinement. And now here we are making this podcast a reality, safe spaces and faces, healing trauma, family trauma, you know what I mean? And, uh, it, uh, 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 mass incarceration, sexuality, gender bias, uh, man, um, class bias, You know, societal ills. All these things need to be discussed. And you know, each each and one of us, each one of each one of us, all four of us, have had some run in with each of those issues, some intersection in some form of our lives at one point in time or another. And you know, it's a reality. Here we are now, and now we time chance to bring the world in and let the world chime in and be a part of this conversation. Needs to happen. Safe spaces and faces.
0: Listen, I really, I, I I'm really interested in, in seeing, in seeing your reach, man. Just keep doing what you're doing, bro. For real.
1: hey man, I'm out here. I hit the ground running, and I've been waiting. I've been at the starting line like a um at a track meet. I felt like I use this analogy a lot. I've been I've been at the starting line for many many years, right? I prepped myself to get out from the day I got in. You know, I, I was the guy I had stacks of papers, newspapers magazines, journals. I read everything, I devoured everything I could devour and read as much as a, as much I as could. I felt like Johnny Number Five in the movie Short Circuit for y'all young people. Short Circuit came out back in the eighties but Johnny Number Five was a robot who just read books and he would read it super, read the book super fast and he memorized everything in the book. I felt like that, I felt like a track uh, uh, athlete at the starting line, in my position, ready to go. And I'm looking up at the guy with the gun, and he never shoots the gun. I keep looking at him like, man, shoot the oh, gun wow. so I can take off. And he never shoots it. So I gotta get him. Oh, out so the you just out. ready, all that potential energy. Just there all the time. And he never shot the gun. And finally,
0: 30 days hey, ago,
1: boom. They shot boom. the gun. And I'm at right. the block and I'm off and running. And I look to set a world record in some race.
0: <laughs> hey, you 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 leagues ahead, man, for real.
1: Hey man, I'm just trying to play my part. I'm grateful I could be able to do it. I'm grateful that we're here. Uh, You, Javon, Coach Fred. I'm grateful to be a part of this cast, crew, and uh, of of diverse characters and powerful people. And I'm looking to make change. And I think our podcast, Safe Faces and Faces, is going to do that. And I I look forward to making waves and uh, leaving change in our wake.
0: Speaking of safe, uh, safe faces, sir, Javon.
3: <laughs> so, go ahead. Listen,
0: listen, 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 listen. So, listen, listen. I can't even listen. So, let me we we go back so far. We've been through so much. It's just been like this, this distant. Like, can, let me just put this out. We've never, kind of like Fred, we have actually never met in person. We have not.
2: Which but is like, so this crazy. Place. And, and
0: and now we live so close. <laughs>
2: We do, but like he's in Thompson, y'all. He's in Thompson. I I am, but you know me. I'm always like here, there, and everywhere. So you can never really catch me.
1: (laughs) Somebody caught your ass.
2: You show sat down. We have we have known each other for a while, though. Like it's been, it's been a, it's I would say it's been almost ten years, really. Because I met you while I was still in college actually. Same, actually. Yeah. So it yeah. was what 2015, some of that? Or
0: 2015? around there, 14, 15. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Somewhere somewhere around there. Cause I think I I was wait, where did where did we even meet? Was it we met online, right? We met on a dating app okay <laughs> I you come on come we, on no, no, we, okay okay i can't remember a specific detail i i can't either honestly <laughs> i can't remember lying, specific yo. details about you our blocked, conversations you know? but no it's the truth like we're yeah it's, it's the truth so long we, we met on on i can tell you that we met on growler was it so growler Oh wow! Yes, that's what we met. That's what we met. I remember. I didn't know that. I was wondering the yes. other day. I was like, "Would you meet?" Yeah, we we met there because like it's been it's been quite. Wait, hold up! Surprising. Hold up! Hold up!
0: We got two straight men here. Growler is an app for for bears. Like I
3: know what it is. Okay.
0: <laughs> wait, it they is. got the wait, 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 I don't, wait, know, wait. What I don't know what know. Is. it is. I don't know, know what Growler is. It is ain't an app for to me. I know what for for um how would you explain it bears um more uh jovan this is for you di- sir
1: there's a divert I'm divert here. Di- uh, a it, divert it's
0: it's, it's 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 for men of 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 a certain of, of, like of attraction to other men who are bears, which are hairier, more I guess masculine. I don't know how to explain it. Like I mean, just oh, think of a bear. Whoa, whoa,
2: whoa. Even just for that, it's for you know it's the not. quote and unquote they're monsters, and monsters, the, the chasers, guys, like uh, the all cubs, of look, the otters. All <laughs> that, that is a future episode because the they don't know anything about <laughs> <laughs> the otters. Right, we got, got polar bears. <laughs> what the hell is an otter? Uh, yeah. you see, um, me like, exactly. You, you to start this up that's now. that's next episode. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to explain that at some point because that that's a little bit more in depth that i'm willing to go on this episode listen so listen we got to start with the basic let's
0: start with let's start with bottom top and verse okay
3: okay y'all exited off of 1a we was all on interstate three okay and y'all went off i'm trying to figure <laughs> out are we gonna keep going down the street so, <laughs> or are we gonna come back onto the main road and y'all get no, we we, I we, know we're the coming back is. You gotta explain an right. otter. If that's another episode, I'll be ready for that. But you know, but go ahead, go ahead. I'm no, talking. listen,
0: it will definitely you. be another episode. You know what a bear is? A <laughs> uh,
3: bear. You just say hairy, big, burly. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like so, tiny, so right? you've
0: got bears. You've got polar bears. You've got otters. You've got cubs. You've got
2: all the whole. See, now you just gonna confuse them, honey. Now you just gonna confuse. No, no, them. no. It's no, so no, many no. doggone names and and it's, pronouns and everything else, honey. If if we break it down, okay, it is just a community of men who are not necessarily looked at as desirable by the average person. Let's just say
0: stereotypical.
2: It. Yes, well, by by the stereotypical. But, but let me be not the first to say
0: that we've got many more admirers than you might think. But exactly.
1: Oh, I can. Say okay, um, that then. Say that. Oh, I'm gonna talk
0: my yeah. shit. I'm gonna talk my shit. I can stand on that shit. Right.
1: Oh child,
2: I've never had trouble getting a man. So I mean at no. all. And, and it don't matter who it is. I ain't it. never had oh,
1: trouble. I <laughs> no. no.
0: I don't I don't care if he got 27 kids, 19 baby mamas, <laughs> if he's been married 42 <laughs> times. It really don't matter.
2: It really don't well, matter. We took, we took besides... him from the church to the club. We took hey, him from the church hey, to the club. Hey,
1: Mr. Kenzer.
0: Mr. Kenzer, <laughs> I got at least at, at least three at the halfway house I can tell you about later. Ooh.
1: Get the fuck out of here! Get, just cut it out, man. I ain't even yeah. playing. Catch that T. Catch yeah, that real
0: quick. Damn. Uh, <laughs> I am surprised. Let's say, listen, listen I've, been, I've I've, I've, I've. What? Listen, I'm already trying to get my roster up. I got, I got five on deck right now.
3: Oh my you gotta god! Start, you got a starting lineup. You got a starting lineup. Is that
2: what it is? Oh starting lineup. What? A roster. A roster, a roster.
0: <laughs> listen, listen. I got a roster and a couple of them roster. You,
3: you got a, you got a sixth man too, and uh-huh. you know, you, 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 hey, that like, that, like, that hey. was cold though, right? That was cold. <laughs> I see you. Go ahead, Javon. <laughs> I'm sorry. We done not it off the interstate, went down side streets and on back road. But go. look, that's
2: what go that's go. what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be having fun. <laughs> and honestly, you know, I, I'm gonna, bring, I'm probably gonna bring the crazy anyway. So, but. Yeah, Chris and I met quite a while ago and we kind of like went in and out of communication. Like there'll be like, you know, Whatever, it bitch. It, it, look, it was because like for a few years, we didn't we didn't communicate at all until maybe 2018, 2019 after I got out of college. You're right. Um, You're right. And he presented this idea. I think it was last year. Maybe the year before, um, probably the year before, really, probably. And we started talking about it. We started chatting, you know, just about the ideas. And I was like, I don't really know. Like, let's let's see what happens with it as he like develops it. So when he brought it to me, uh, like recently, yeah, six months ago, super recently. Um, I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Like, it, it sounds like a super good idea and i'm i i personally would like to be a part of it i didn't know i was going to be like a co-host co-host but
0: child none of us did can we be honest no, none of us knew that shit not at all
2: cuz i didn't know say, what was oh, going going to be doing i was like well he's going to be doing it by himself and you know i'll just come in on a few episodes and do whatever but in reality it just I'm all like, kind of happened organically really yes so, and, and you know what? I'm thankful to be here, thankful for the opportunity because like podcasting is something I've been wanting to get into. So this is definitely something that I was looking forward to. And the message behind it made it even better. Um, because I like representation and really just um being yourself and being authentic and and just. You know, all the stuff that we're going to be talking about on this podcast is what I'm passionate about, healing oneself, especially since I'm on that journey of getting to know myself and getting to know who I am and my purpose. So this podcast is kind of going to be a, you know, a a journey within itself for me personally. So I'm thankful to be here.
3: I'm glad you're here, man. What a lot of people don't understand is that... um... You, you got this great, if you just uh, audience, obviously you hear them. You close your eyes, you got a great voice, man. I yeah. want to that, listen, man. I said he earlier he
2: face. can
0: slice that shit up and serve it at a wedding.
3: Mm. I'm, I'm I'm on everything. I'm being real. Like, I'm not look, just. Look, I told you, y'all, a I'm
2: bread, velvet cake, honey. Like, you he, look, listen, listen. He said, cake. he yeah. said
0: I am Javon, and this <laughs> is Safe Spaces and Faces
2: you can you can hear it on the intro once we put it up but
0: you know i, I was like okay, okay. honey <laughs> listen that's why you have that whole end of the intro i was like
3: yes bitch
2: look i tried we have
3: already coined you the official spokesperson all of the voiceovers you got oh that. well
2: you know where well i would gladly take that title I would gladly take. <laughs>
0: I'm glad this is being recorded so you can't say later. You know,
2: no, you accepted. Might, you know, I might have a little amnesia, you know, at, at some point. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Look, all I know so is. So listen, uh, okay, go ahead.
3: Oh, I'm just saying, I, I like, I didn't know that's like that's how y'all met. You know what I mean? I thought y'all already had, I like the fact that y'all broke it down and, and, but does anybody have any receipts?
0: Surprise, like, motherfucker! Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> does, look, does anybody
3: have any of screenshots of some text messages? Like, that account got has been Listen, listen I still got all time. his
0: nudes from back. <laughs> that, don't in the day. The <laughs> that don't delete the screenshots. That
3: don't delete the screenshots. Come on now, you. Uh,
2: let's not go that far, honey. Let's <laughs> not. Let's not go that far. But look, for the that, record, for, record for
0: the record, I do not have those. I do not.
2: No, I don't think uh hopefully nobody does. Tell. That's a little hey,
3: everybody, everybody screenshot something. Come on now. Come on now.
2: No, listen, Come all on. my
3: screenshots I just save in case I ever need them. Look, he got a Samsung. You know he got him hidden in a folder. that's ultra lock because Samsung do got some crazy hey, got and a we do have a,
0: a secure... Hey, yeah, right. Don't be telling my secrets, yeah, yeah. motherfuckers.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, y'all yeah y'all can't even type in y'all just this all day long just the type of word and shit you know what I mean so but you know that's from Samsung all for icons. the win.
0: just putting that out there
3: No, nah, hell just, no you gotta stop it y'all gotta win on the zoom you can zoom in about two miles away and seeing somebody talk. <laughs> I'll give you that. I will give you that we ain't got that iPhone ain't got that you know
0: what I'm saying but I'm, um gonna... so listen y'all so this is what I want to do I want to move forward number one i have a firm belief that before we can help assist invest in or pour into someone else individually or as a group we have to understand what healing means that's not just for us that's for everyone right y'all um you know, a, a lot of us come from the church. We've always heard that our cup run is over. But in, in, in a in a realist uh, uh, view or perspective of that, whatever fills your cup is for you, whatever runs over of your proverbial cup is what's for other people. So we have to be full. And part of that fullness comes from healing, right? Right. So we have to be in a position to align ourselves no matter no matter what we talk about i i know we're going to have times where we're laughing where we're having fun but when we're talking about these topics that really are represent representation representative of someone's experience we have to understand that they've had to heal or they either need to or have had to heal through that and in order to truly have that healing we have to about talk about some truths but we have to address what it looks like to heal through these things so what we really need is to reach out to our listeners we need to be able to say hey we need we need your experience because we need to know what kind of platform we need to create as we move forward. We have a lived experience. We have a lot of things that we need to talk about, but we have to be open to hearing from from everyone. Um, I know that I want to be able to address healing first, which is why we're going to move through this healing series starting, I think it's the 22nd, we're going to start the healing series. I think it's important that we talk about healing first before we help other people, because each person that hears what we have to say has something that they're healing through that they haven't healed through or that they're going to heal through. And I think it's important that we start our podcast talking about what it looks like to heal. I think we need to address healing through childhood um post covid we heard a lot of trigger words a lot of things like bpd anxiety gaslighting all of these things trended uh, as we started talking about mental health more as we were more confined to our spaces um so we need to talk about healing through these things what it looks like and no matter what we talk about we have to make a commitment to ourselves and to our listeners to make sure that We hear you, we see you, we represent you, and how can we together represent what healing looks like through all of these things? So as we move through this series of healing, I want us to be vulnerable and open with our experience. That way, anyone that's listening can also reach out to us and do the same. Um,
1: Facts, facts, it's important.
0: You know what I'm saying? Um, so that being said, I kind of want to open the floor. Um, what do you guys see moving forward for this space? What, what topics are you, because let's be honest, we all have a different experience. So we all have different topics in life that we think need representation. And that's fine. They don't have to align. But our diversity is is present. So what topics do we have that we want to represent? So anyone listening this to this can know what to expect and can also add to the
3: conversation. Javon, since you were last, why don't you go first?
2: Don't mind if I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess for me, this platform gives me an opportunity to talk about things that I've kind of... Um, experience especially in my adult life and the kind of important um topics for me love and i'm talking about like healthy love i'm talking about the love that you know is toxic the unhealthy shit that we do, the unhealthy habits that we have while we're in love. And like, you know, just love in general is is a topic that I, I love talking about um, family and the things that go on within the family dynamic, whether it be good or bad. Um, I love talking about real life stuff, basically. What, what is happening in my everyday life and what is happening in it. Everybody else's everyday life. I love talking about the stuff that is grounded in, in just being real, like being honest about who you are and being honest about, hey, Preach. you know what? In this situation, I was wrong. Hey, you know what saying in this situation, what? that bitch tried me, but you know what? I let her slide because of X, Y, and Z. I I want to talk about things that. People can relate to and they can see themselves in because it's important, especially like, you know, it, it, it's important for me to be a vessel for, you know, people to, I guess for people to 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 grab on to, you know what I mean? I, I have to spread the message of of love and what it is and And just, I I guess, be like, you know, the the theme of our show, be that representation for them, honestly. Because there's a whole lot of 20-somethings who are going through the same shit that I'm going through every single fucking day. And they are trying to figure it out. They're trying to heal. They're trying to get to a better spot. And for me to be kind of that mode of, you know, like, Getting that message out is what I want to do, what I want to talk about through this podcast. I don't know if any of that made sense, but you get oh, absolutely.
0: Hey, we're here for it. We need somebody that's on that, absolutely. Fred, 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 what's up, man? Come on, fred
3: Hey, you want me? All right, all right. Um, my whole thing is about a few things number one, the importance of a dad. I think in this culture of today. For some reason, it is fun to pile on men and strip them away of their masculinity. We can define that in a whole new episode. But I think this whole idea of emasculating men and saying they are not important in a family dynamic is really toxic. It's toxic, it's dangerous, and it's leading us down a very ugly path that's really just going to, it's unraveling before our eyes. And I think it's leading to a lot of mental health problems in our kids. The problem that I have with a lot of that is that people don't understand they're trying to make it a competition. It's not women versus men. Who's better? We're all complementary pieces. We're complementary to each other. And instead of looking at it complementary, we're looking at it as a dynamic of competition. And you're getting Mm. these people that are on both sides. Well, I'm stronger than you. Well, I'm stronger. It's not about who's stronger. It's being a compliment. So my whole thing is really to fight for the dynamic of the family. That has been destroyed, you know, and I come from a broken home, but too. Uh, I feel you. <clears throat> so I want to go down the path of the importance of a dad. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of dads out there. I didn't know how to be a dad. I have to learn how to be a dad through piecing a lot of things together. And that's experimental. So I want to go down that path because there's a lot of single fathers out there that are, number one, are fighting for their kids and they're, the women are using their kids as pawns. We're going to expose that, right? And there's a lot of dads that truly want to be with their kids. I follow plenty of them that are the system has been corrupted to the point where the woman gets pretty much 98% of everything and the man can't get anything and he wants to be a dad, right? So we'll talk about the importance of a dad, how to be a dad. And really, you know, me, I talk about being authentic all the time. That is so important to me online because I think it is I'm 45, and Aaron probably knows this too. Back in the day, it was you had to spend time putting together an image. You literally had to make it look like something. You drive a nice car. Oh, money must have money. He must he must got it like that, right? Aaron knows it when he's drug dealer. You got to have a certain car. Got to have a certain look. That's now on social media. You don't have to put that much effort because everybody got a phone. So you can literally Photoshop whatever the hell you want and be fake all day. And it's really messing with people, especially with the AI. So I really want to talk about what it means to be authentic. That when you meet Chris and you hear him on here, you meet Javon, you meet Aaron, that this is not fake. When you meet him in real life, they are actually that person. And not many people know how to be that. You would think as you 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 know, you get out of high school that, oh man, once I get out of high school, I ain't going to deal with this high school. No, the world is a bigger high school. The only difference is People are older and may have a little bit more money. (laughs) So my whole thing is, you feel me? The importance of a dad in the family home and the importance of a family dynamic. I want to break this down really quick and I'm going to pass on to Aaron. Dynamic. You must have a strong male. You must have a strong female. And then when I say strong, I'm not talking about just alpha. I'm talking about they are complements to each other. They don't have to be married. A, a child needs to have both sides because humanly, we all are different, but most males are generally the same. Environment may change of that. We'll get some of that later in a different podcast. But you need to understand there's different dynamics with both. You have to have a female and a male somewhere in there to give you a different dynamic of both, right? We're not talking about gender and all that. We'll get into all that. I'm just talking about literally you need to have a difference of both. So, that you can get the different uh, input you need it. Or what's going to happen is you just naturally seek it. So, I want to talk about the importance of having a strong male, a female, um, having grandparents that are older than Google that'll tell you some stuff that Google won't tell you. Right. Hey, and, listen,
0: uh, I'm as old as the internet. So, I don't want to hear that.
3: Hey, look, like I'm older than Google, goddammit. So, it doesn't even matter. Right. I'm here before Wikipedia, YouTube, and all of that. But, and also, understanding the importance of being authentic online like being your real self so that people can understand that is what's actually going to separate you that's why they're trying to come out with this social credit score and all that they want to know are you real absolutely those are my things that i'll be fighting for hey and just
0: know fred that we are gonna we're, we're, we are, are constructing a whole conversation around authenticity and i can't wait to get you at the forefront of this conversation, man
3: my man you already know man
0: absolutely absolutely mr kinzer uh um come on and uh uh, preach preach to the church a little bit what do you want to talk about
1: man i want to talk about justice i want to talk about fairness I want to talk about those things and how they intersect with all facets of humanity whether it be um Criminal justice, whether it be justice in the home and family justice, family fairness, family fairness in the relationship. Uh, uh, to add on to what Coach Fred said about the man, I, I I was a young father. I experienced with multiple multiple children with multiple women, so I experienced the justice system, family justice in a way that uh, uh, Ms., uh Coach Fred discussed that some guys are are dealing with. I dealt with that. I was petitioned by one of my children's mothers to court. And I also petitioned one of my children's mothers to court. You know what I mean? So I've seen both sides of it, and I've seen the justice system in action. I've, 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 uh, I've seen the criminal justice system in action with my case and several of my other cases before the Fed case. You know what I mean? And they're, and it's adversely affecting our communities. It's adversely, adversely affecting the fathers and their relationships with their children and the children's mothers. And it's having a, a, a drastic detrimental effect on society as a whole you know and um those things are very very they're critically important to dissect and look at the uh, the nuances and the details of, of 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 this intersection of justice and gender justice and work justice and technology mm. justice mm. and uh, uh sexuality you know what i mean just right. so, so 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 justice is a broad broad word and you need broad topics, and then we need to pull them apart, layer for layer, and see and see what's underneath on the underbelly of justice. You know what I mean? And what's on the surface? So my 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 purpose and and what I, and what I'm bringing to the table to say spaces and faces is the uh, angle of dissecting and touching on these issues and how they affect us, how they affect our mental, because mental health is critically important. Has been drastically overlooked. Um, and one thing that covid brought to the forefront was mental health and it's yeah, a great right. thing but sadly mental health is overlooked and you know if you look back over the history the the mental health facilities and hospitals and clinics have closed down and prisons has open, ha, ha, has has opened up so right. now right. they misuse they misuse criminal justice to abuse mental health
2: mm-hmm. you know because absolutely now-
1: and even as you've seen in the past, there's several of the mental health patients or what, what should be mental health patients have been killed at the hands of our justice system. The Absolutely. Police. And it's a whole nother conversation.
0: But there's also the stigma behind the conversation surrounding mental health.
1: Right. Definitely. Oh, know, yeah. even, I, mean, I mean, not only like you say, not only is there a stigma of mental health, you know, but there's a stigma about having a conversation if you have this conversation you're this kind of person or that kind of person or you're or, weak right or you or or you're weak to acknowledge right. like bro i'm not so so right. then that ties into um
0: cultural applications of masculinity toxic masculinity i mean that opens the door for a whole lot of conversation there
1: without a doubt man i mean with, with everything you got to go back to the root you got to go back to the heart of it to the core of it i mean so that conversation leads us all the way back to we, we talk about history, we talk about centuries ago, we talk about perception, right. we talk about religion, all these things is a cornucopia of issues that we're going to okay. be discussing on face, Spaces and faces that will allow us to dissect from my angle, justice. Right. You know what I mean? Because justice originally was rooted in religion. You know, with go back to the and, old law, the old right. testament, so, so on. So, you know, and so much of our lives are st- is still governed by that by that way of thinking that people have no clue is still rooted in biblical teachings, whether people believe is real or metaphor or analogy or whatever. But our system of justice and laws and our society was is rooted in organized or, or rooted in religion, old law, old style, but it gets manipulated by the power structure that that, that, that that's in charge and they misuse it and exploit it to their own advantage. You know, Absolutely. pay for play profit system.
3: You know that's an episode right there in itself. You know that, but that's what that is, right? They just taking God out of it, and now it's a profit system. Back in the eighties, when Reagan got rid of all the those institutions, they knew what was going to happen. You said crazies on the street. I shouldn't say crazies. I shouldn't say that. That's a misuse of word. But you understand? You said mental health patients on the street. You you know what right. they knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So that that's a, that would be a great episode. That's a great episode.
0: Absolutely. And, and you know, and to kind of segue, um for me, I have I have so many platforms I want to stand on personally. Number one, I, I I just want to take the time to say that it is it is and I think I can speak on behalf of myself and Javon. It's really nice to meet and, and interact with Straight identifying men who are here for the conversation, for justice, for equality, and honestly just open to having the conversation with us that will eventually be opened so we can have our platform and we can not only just educate you guys in any areas that you may not be informed, but really educate others from our perspective and our experience, especially Javon with his experience of intersectionality where he stands.
3: I'm all Uh, for it, man. Straight up. I I appreciate y'all. Straight up. Straight up.
0: I mean, honestly, it's it's not, even though it's becoming something that's more accepted or, or, or what have you, it's, it's really rare to find some people that are willing to sit down and chop it up. Um, and a lot of the things I want to talk about, especially within the LGBTQ community, it's stigmas, it's stereotypes. Um, I really want to talk about STDs and AIDS and access to health care and treatment. Um, You know, I, I myself am HIV undetectable and my platform is education. And a lot of people don't understand that undetectable equals untransmittable, which means I can have healthy, safe, and even in the right circumstance, unprotected sex, and I cannot transmit a virus to somebody. People don't understand what it means to be on PrEP and to protect yourself from that. Uh, I'm not gonna stand on my soapbox tonight because it's a late night, but there are a lot of things within the Alphabet Mafia that I would like to discuss. Um, I want to talk about anti-racism, not just not being a racist, but actually standing and calling it out. The same with any prejudice, It's so important to me that we break down these systemic constructs and really create this understanding. I, as a white man, have the opportunity to stand here and correct, quote unquote, my people. You understand what I'm saying? So I want you guys to help push me in that direction. Tell me the angles that I need to take, share with me your experience and really help me be the light, be the voice that I need to be. Help me use my position and manipulate it to really be the voice that we need to have to create the conversation that creates the change that we need to have as as it relates to race relation, whether it be xenophobia or, you know, just, just, uh, 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 just racism in general, like, how can we really address this? And Mr. Kinzer and I were having the conversation the other night and I told him, you know, he wants to focus inwardly and how he can invest in his community. I have to invest inwardly and invest in the people that I was always surrounded by. And I have to tell, show them the error of their ways, because the only way that true change comes is by an understanding of what the truth really was. We have to expose truths. We have to dig deep. We have to get really messy. We have to have these conversations. And that's why I created the platform. It's I don't, important. you know what I'm saying? And not only that, but, um, Javon and I were talking earlier. There's even conversations about bodily autonomy, healthy sex, what, uh, um, kinks, fetishes, everything uh, sex work. I mean, we we need to dive into topics that we really need to talk about. And we need to get we need to be able we need to be willing to be get get dirty. Um I have such an array of things I want to talk about. Uh I don't even know where to start. I'm passionate about mass incarceration. I I believe that you guys need to stand on a platform of fatherhood. Um, conversely, I believe Aaron and I need to need to represent what other family structures look like. Mm-hmm. We need to get people on our on our platform that represent other gender identities, other sexualities, other family structures, um, single mothers, single fathers. We need to create the most diverse place. Where when people say safe spaces and faces, it generally means a safe space for any face.
3: Yep. Yep. So and and if y'all out there and you and and this makes you feel some type of way where you feel the need to comment or maybe say, Hey, yo, I want to be on there, get on the Facebook, get on the Instagram, get in a DM, right. man. Right. I mean, we share your we, story. We hear, we'll share your story. We want to know your story. Right. 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 We want to know your story, which make it even better. If you want to send a video via DM or what have you, send the video, man.
0: Send or we, can, we can interview you. We can talk to you. Just tell us how we can represent
3: your experience. Your
2: mm-hmm. story matters. Because
3: that's there you go. That's the feedback that we not only need, but that this is the space for us to talk about that. And just to just to be clear and put it out there for everybody, because you're always going to have trolls and I don't care about the trolls, but you're always going to have people that we are not experts on everything. Yeah, I don't give a shit about them. We don't know everything about everything. So there's always going to be an opportunity where we might mess up on something or we just might not, you know, hit a checkpoint. Right. Or we we're here to learn, uh, uh, say something out of turn or something. So, you know, correct us. That's going to happen, uh, happen. But this is us having a conversation. And when we start including everybody else, we having a conversation with you, like you just involved, right? So I'm all for it. I think it's a great podcast to have because it's needed. It's needed. It's a space where people need to hear what people are really, really talking about. Not news, not where somebody, we not, you know, not where somebody's getting paid to say something, you know, because a lot of today's media and people are just regurgitating what they hear. Regurgitating. That's all they're doing. Nobody's really formulating their own opinion or thought because people are scared to get, you know, exposed by what they don't know. So nobody's really formulating their own thought or opinion. They're just listening to talking heads and regurgitating what they hear. So this this podcast is to separate from the regurgitation. This is our own thoughts, opinions of what we've experienced. We'd like to include your thoughts and opinions as well so we can separate from the regurgitative, you know, ideology that's out there and really speak and we
0: have some really fun stuff planned too so
3: yes sir yes sir we do because we like to have fun oh yes (laughs) i mean you know that's a different a little bit a little bit (laughs) or whatever (laughs) or whatever You know, well, look, y'all talking about otters, and and I, I need, I still need to figure out all of that. So you're gonna have to school with me. I, like, I still need to be schooled about all of that.
0: Listen, we we are going to have class, honey.
3: Okay, full
2: <laughs> oh, class.
3: I, look, I'm for it. I got a, I got a pencil and a notepad. i I'm gonna be taking notes. Listen, y'all. Listen.
0: So. Um, we're going to wrap this up. I really appreciate you guys. I am so thankful that you guys saw the vision that you guys saw where we were coming from. Um, and I look forward to diving into this series about healing, which again, 922, September 22nd, we're going to start talking about healing through our childhood trauma, um, our childhood experiences. So you guys, y'all come ready to talk about it. Anyone that might hear this, anyone that's out there listening, y'all talk to us, tell us some of your experiences, tell us tell us what you hold, what you've grown through, what you're still trying to grow through, what, what, what were some of the things that you learned through your childhood, and how did your childhood affect some of your relationships and some of your choices as you moved into adulthood? That's where we're going to go with our next episode. I really look forward to it. Um... I'm gonna open the floor. Y'all got anything to add before we tell these people good night?
3: Like the Facebook page, follow us on
0: Instagram, share TikTok. Is coming. We're gonna do a Twitter. Us. Is it still called Twitter? It's not Twitter anymore. What's it it's called? X. Ain't nobody calling X. X.
3: Man, we, we but we ain't still gonna call it
0: Twitter. Right. Okay, but right. what 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 happens whenever like you go to type in an X and your XTube search history pops up? Like i mean i'm
3: from chicago i'm from <laughs> chicago they tried to rename sears tower willis tower ain't nobody calling it willis tower we call, it's, it, sears it's, tower. So, we call so it so so is it so God twitter
2: it. okay it's we, still twitter. we call
3: it twitter all right you search twitter goddammit. it that's what we call it period
0: all right y'all well listen so i really appreciate y'all uh let's uh y'all be on the lookout for this healing series that starts on 9 uh, y'all get engaged. Uh, y'all get pumped up. We're really excited to dive into this. I'm really thankful for each and every one of y'all, Mr. Kinzer. Y'all send us, you send us away and tell us all good night, man.
1: Hey, safe spaces and faces. We're here for you. We're here for the people. We're here for the public. We're here for the have nots. We're here for the people who don't feel that someone's been there for them. We are here for you now. The conversation is open. The floor is open. the uh, The microphone is on. And it's your chance to speak. It's your chance to chime in. It's your chance to be heard and your chance to feel seen and be seen. Not actually just feel seen, but actually be seen and know that we see you, we hear you, and you have a safe space. And these are safe faces that you're looking at. And we're here for you.
0: That's right. And listen, y'all catch us every two weeks. on um, Fridays, expect us to drop. Y'all come and take a shot of tequila with me because I'm going to be lit with y'all. all right y'all y'all get some sleep y'all have a good night and thank you all for everything you do i love y'all what's up what's good y'all it's Unc dc and javon and we really want to thank you for listening tonight to our introduction an introduction to our space our our passion and our purpose y'all i look forward to us on 922 when we start talking about healing we're going to bring some really deep uh um perspectives on what it really it it looks like to heal ain't that right javon
2: yes and make sure to follow us on all social medias at safe spaces and faces podcast uh we look forward to hearing from you thank you for listening absolutely
0: that's right right now we got facebook safe spaces and faces we got instagram safe spaces and faces you can email us you can reach out jump in our DMs. shoot your shot whatever you got to do that's cool Uh, We're going to have a TikTok coming soon, and we really look forward to hearing your story. We want to thank you all and send all the love to each and every one of you.